Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 4, Volume 5, Episode 17, The Art of Deception. And I'm sorry to disappoint, but it is not The Wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I'm here, frankly. You could just do this on your own. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But also, this is our 100th episode, including bonus episodes. What? This is our 100th episode. Man, when I tell you, and I know I've gone on about it, but I know that you and I don't have a great uh, track uh, record of stick to And so, mm-hmm. like, uh, reaching this is, like, a really cool thing. So, yeah. well done, Rachel. <laughs> Yay. And we're almost to the end of the main show. I know. That's wild, too. I never would have <laughs> thought that we actually there. would have gotten there. Yep. We are almost there. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, should we start off with a little bit of news? Do, 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 do. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Milo's got a new show coming out. And I. this is not the same as the other one we talked about him producing correct right this is him actually being in something i mean he's producing this too but he's actually gonna try to star in this if it goes so it's called the company you keep which is an hour-long drama they're filming the pilot for about a con man who falls in love with a cia operative milo's the con man they have not cast the cia operative yet it's based on a korean formatted show called my fellow citizens so we'll see if it gets picked up because it's just a pilot yeah, because, like, so many pilots don't even go. So this is just, like, a it's like a fun thing to mention, but don't get attached to it kind of thing. He's probably got, that's probably why he's got his fingers in the other pot, too, that he's producing, that he might, maybe he'll also end up being in that, too. Mm-hmm. That might be an earlier stage than this, you know. Well, like, the first thing I said when I showed this to, to Rachel, I was like, all of this depends on who they cast opposite him. Yes. They have to cast the perfect person or it's just going to be like, eh. Agreed. But they haven't cast that person yet. Nope. And that person, if it's like, if it's like other shows that have gotten picked up, might even be recast after the pilot if they like everything else about it. <sighs> That's true. That's a true thing. Good for him for getting a gig right after his like long going, you know, series ended. That's good for him for staying booked. <laughs> Not too surprised, though. No. That shit no. really elevated him again in his industry, so. Like, Take advantage th- this of This Is it. Us was really, like, a boon for him in every single way, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Take advantage. Absolutely. So you want to tell us about the other small little bit of news? Um, yeah, we were actually going to mention this um, on an earlier episode not too long ago, but I was like, oh, it's just a teaser trailer. Nobody gives a fuck about a teaser trailer. I hate the idea of it anyway. The full trailer is now is out now for um, Bullet Train, which, if you remember, we actually did mention Masioka was cast in like a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what episode that was, but it was a while ago. So, yeah, the trailer's out. I don't think we can see him in it, um, but he's in it. Like he's he's listed in all the giant like chunk cast notices that are you know on every single post about this movie. So like he's definitely in it and worth mentioning. So. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's Brad Pitt. He's playing, like, a hitman, but it's all, like, quirky and shit. It's from David Leitch, or Letch, however you say his name, uh, who was, um, a director on, he directed, um, Deadpool 2, and he's done other stuff, too. Um, 
has a very like uh smoke and aces vibe or like um god it really reminds me of something else too but i'm not sure but i love when brad pitt plays like i don't know just little weirdos <laughs> it looks like this is gonna be a little weirdo uh role of his mm-hmm. so yeah on a japanese yeah. bullet train which has its own sort of like you know vibe and culture so that'll be fun mm-hmm mm-hmm and the cast is ridiculous by i mean besides mossy like holy fuck so but if anyone else watches it and does spot him let us know because we kind of like looked but like i couldn't find him in the i trailer. don't think he's in it because there's people who are listed in the cast like the full cast who are not in that trailer so yeah but it's te- it technically counts because he's in it and there's a trailer for it and it's coming out in july yeah Stay tuned. Uh-huh. I'll probably go see it, and I'll let you know of the five minutes that he's in it. <laughs> like, okay. I don't think we have any other news or anything I want to mention at the top of the episode. So, shall we dive on in? Let's do it. All right. We got a Noah previously. He plays a big role in this episode, so kind of appropriate. And we start off... With Samuel leaving his trailer, and he's not looking great, and everyone at the carnival is kind of, like, backing away and giving him a <laughs> wide berth. And he sits down with Lydia, and he asks her what it is, and she's like, well, the carnival's closed, Betty, and everyone saw what you did to the town. <laughs> hmm. So everyone's kind of staying clear from you right now. I think Lydia says that they don't trust him anymore. And yeah. Lydia's like, I want to see why I should trust you. And she tries to touch his hand, but he like yanks it away. And I had to actually watch it back. Cause while I was taking notes, it almost looked like he like slapped her hand. Like, like he tried to grab her and she like took her hand away or something, but it was the opposite. Just- yeah. She tries to get a read on him and he, he doesn't want her to cause obvious. <laughs> yeah. I had to go back. Cause I was like, I think I'm not reading that right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the, you know, trials and tribulations of trying to take notes while watching something. God, no joke. It's why it takes me, like, three hours to watch one episode. And because he's, like, really snarky, like, oh, man, must be nice to be able to see someone's soul with a touch, you know? Everything I've done for this place, and I'm the villain, and, like, you know, you over there, you're trying to become the empath like Joseph was. And she's like, no one respects you anymore, buddy. And he says he's going to win that back because he loves them and he needs them. And he'll do whatever it takes to prove his worth to them. So he's at a low place right now, but he's not ready to lose the carnival. So that's where we're at with them. Yeah, it's like very telling that after he did such a public thing, he just stuck around. Mm Because, you know, he he knows. He knows that uh, things will come up Millhouse again for him one day. He'll make it happen. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous as fuck. Everything I've done for them, and I'm the villain. Yeah. Oh, no uh, shit. <laughs> I've made so many sacrifices, and y'all just see one one tiny little thing that I did that killed a bunch of people, and I'm suddenly this awful dude. Yeah, fuck off. He can get bent. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. How's Peter doing? Not great. Um... <laughs> He, he is in a different shirt this time, though. Did you notice that? Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he, he, was in a, he was in a V-neck last time. The previously had him in a V-neck, and now he's in, like, a, like a regular T-shirt. Uh, crew neck. If, if I couldn't even notice, like, if I had to rewatch with <laughs> the whole hand thing with Samuel and Lydia, I did not notice. I was just being shirt. thirsty because of, like, <laughs> mm, 
like mid 2000s fashion how everyone was wearing v-necks men were wearing v-necks and then mm-hmm. suddenly he isn't anymore and i'm like what happened and so <laughs> uh that's just me being a weirdo so um we get to see the dream again but this time in like more detail so we actually get to really watch it play out and so like this time when you see all the elements you can see more to it you can see doyle is heavily involved you can see he's clearly mm-hmm. making emma play it's not it's not it's not vague like you can take a second and look back like he's clearly moving her hands like puppeting her to make her play that's why she's bleeding um and we see more of Siler coming in this time. And so that's filled in a little bit more. And he comes in all big hero. And he's literally like, I'm here to save you. And it's very, like, uh, like there's no emotion in the delivery because it's a dream, you know? It's it's just like, follow the clues, Petrelli kind of thing, you know? It's very, uh, I don't know. Like, it, it has, like, a, a weird dryness to it, I think, when it all goes down. Because it's like, he just needs to focus on the details. Um, but... Siler walks in there like he's a fucking hero, and that's very, very confusing <laughs> to Peter, who, mm-hmm. you know, still doesn't know what the fuck to think about all this. Um, he tries to call for Emma at the hospital. Apparently, she's not at her place either. So, damn, where did she go? But as this is happening, and he gets off the phone, uh, he almost immediately gets a call from his mother. So. <gasps> Mama. Ma? <laughs> Ma? Yeah. You know what, thinking about it now is kind of weird that Doyle is able to make her power work for her. Like, you wouldn't think that there is subtlety that maybe someone couldn't control. Like, how he should be able to just, like, puppet her physically, but that shouldn't be able to make it actually emanate from her if she doesn't want it to? Because it's a mental thing. Yeah. You would argue. From everything we've seen in the past, it's the people who have mental powers, like, oh, like Matt Parkman. Who can, like, increase or decrease a power like that. So. hmm Yeah. Um, you know, that's probably a plot hole, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think gonna, it's a little weird. Step right over it. No, I agree with you. I do agree with you the more I think about it. Even though, like, I guess, though, if you follow that logic of people's powers evolve, perhaps Doyle's power has evolved to that point where he can actually make people do <sighs> their abilities, even if they don't want to. Like, it's not just about puppeting the physical form. It's about puppeting an aura that a ability creates, specifically mm-hmm. her type of ability, like her class of ability, if you will. Like I, you could make I, someone I make talk. fire, perhaps. Now I, you know, I could talk myself thinking. into that. Yeah, easily. Yeah. You know? Just thinking about that as as you were talking about, it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> no, no, that's a that's a good point to make. It's like, um, like you said, the fire thing. It's like him controlling Meredith back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But apparently it's going to, uh, at this point, when things go down, it's going to be at that point where he can make Emma just keep doing her thing and she can't be um, controlled by any or by herself. So she has to be controlled by someone else. And so she's going to have to be stopped, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just setting up that, you know, scenario where someone has to interrupt things. And it's something that Peter can't do. So. Yeah. So it's gotta be Siler of all people? That remains wild. I mean, maybe he's getting there in this episode a little. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's certainly, um, you know, he's certainly on a journey still, isn't he? Um, mm-hmm. Which, 
shall we continue on his little self-discovery journey? Yes. Yes, go for it. Okay. So we see back in L.A., um, if you remember from last week before the to be continued, that Gabriel showed up at Parkman's place when it was just Janice and little Maddie. And so now Matt's coming home. He's got a couple bags of groceries with him. And he's like, Janice, you home? And uh, <laughs> who, who should he immediately run into but his absolute favorite little brain buddy? Um, who immediately, and I'm, I'm like, I knew I was going to talk about this because I have like said it three times to Rachel. Like, what is up with Gabriel shaming him about, like, <laughs> you ever heard of making two trips, Parkman? Like, the um, oh, man. You know, <laughs> it's like... Some people just want to be done with putting their groceries away very quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's so funny because Rachel, like, totally called it out. Like, like tell them what you said about it. Like <laughs> This coming from, like, a guy that lives by himself that probably had one bag of groceries that was just fucking apples that he just yes. carried up to his apartment. Yes. The, like, classic one bag of groceries with the celery and the bread, you know? He just would like, walk down draws. and go take his trip to his little bodega on the corner or whatever <laughs> to get whatever he needed when he wanted and just come back with one bag. It's very New Yorker of him. It's very mm-hmm. New Yorker, like, several several flight walk-up of him, so. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just let him be, you know, burdened by a bunch of bags. Um, so Matt's like, oh, are you here for, like, revenge? Like, what the fuck? And Gabe's like, mm, if I wanted you daddy, we wouldn't be talking. Like, come on. We shared a brain for a while. You should know better than that. And he's like, listen, my life's taken the turn since we were together. And I suppose you could say I'm on a bit of a fact-finding mission. And, uh, you know, he's just going out of his way to be all helpy help with the bags while Janice is there talking to him about, like, oh, your friend Gabe and all of his stories. I would have killed. I would have killed to see him (laughs) tell random shit to Janice. The fact that that is not an actual scene is a crime. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. An actual crime. Um... And he's like, stories? And he's like, yeah, from when we were partners on the force. Smile. You know, like, go with it. And so Matt's obviously very reluctant to be in this uh, situation with a dangerous person. But it's the usual thing where, like, Siler's very existence is a threat in in an environment. So you have to just kind of go with it because you never know what he's going to do, as we see later. And so... You know, Siler's all like, come on, Parkman, like, come in, take a load off, have a nosh. We really need to catch up. And, uh, oh, this motherfucker. He just lives to be, like, a dangling, like, sort of Damocles over the heads of, like, well-meaning wives and mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He loves it. He fucking loves it. It's his mommy issues on full display. Like, ugh. Mm -hmm. (sighs) This guy. He just loves to act. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he re- and that too he loves to perform i think he misses that part of the killing as much as the killing <laughs> like mm-hmm. he loves to lie he loves to present himself as a version of himself that could never exist in the current you know i guess like world that he's living in like with the decisions he's made so yeah yeah he likes to cosplay as like other versions of himself like <laughs> Not not a not a lie at all. Goes yeah. back to the Gabe days with his mother, you know. Like Gabe when he was a little company boy with like Angela and Noah. Like it's just all these different things he wants to try on, but none of them fit. Sadly, and we're here, this is why we're in this fucking situation to begin with, you know. 
doesn't know what he wants. He's got to go ask fucking college girl to fucking help him figure out what the fuck he needs and comes up with this great idea that it's going to be, oh, my powers are the problem, clearly, because Claire said so. What a stupid. (laughs) (sighs) It's so funny because I have so much more to say about that, but, like, I'll get there. (laughs) But but speaking of Claire Mm. and her trauma that she had to endure the last episode. Yeah. She and Gretchen are in a car outside of... Noah's apartment. And Claire's like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And Gretchen's like, no, you need to go up there and tell him what happened with fucking Siler. <laughs> and she's like, do I have to, though? Because when Siler killed my real dad, he didn't tell me. Like, oof. True. And she, she like, laments that they were in a good place before all this, which they were. And Gretchen's like, I can come up with you. And then, like... Claire says yes, but then says no. She's like, no, I have to do this alone. And Gerson says she'll wait, but Claire's like, no, this is going to take a while. And Gerson, you can tell, is kind of like, doesn't know quite what to do and maybe a little hurt in this situation because she's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't feel better, at least you'll be caffeinated because they brought coffee. So Claire gets out of the car and heads up to the apartment, knocks on the door, and who answers but... Lauren. <laughs> and Lauren hesitates to let Claire in, but she does because damn, is not everything not over the place? All over the place in there. <laughs> Map is in field view. She's got, they have Primatech files everywhere. It's like, okay. <laughs> and she asks where her father is. And Lauren's like, oh, he's just stepped out for a moment. And she sees, you know, the compass there that Mohinder did and everything. And she asks Lauren why she's there, and she's like, oh, you know, your father and I, and she's like, no, not that. I see these Primatech files everywhere. He's trying to get all this behind him. You need to tell him to stop. And Lauren wishes it were that simple, and she tells her about the incident with Samuel Sullivan, and she shows Claire this landslide footage, which, like, it's interesting that they decided to call it more of a landslide when it was clearly a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. What are they trying to, like, like, don't get your shit mixed up. I know. Like, why are we saying, like, landslide? Whatever. It Sinkholes was, was happen, sinkhole. too. I don't understand why that is, like, a harder sell. Like, they happen all the time. So Exactly. Why, why landslide? Anyway. Yeah. So they're digging out bodies as we speak. She's like, he gains more powers when specials are around, and that needs to be stopped. But don't worry. Like, he'll be right back. And Claire... Does not want to stay there. She's like, nope. All right. Goodbye. Because, you know, she obviously knows better. He's not going to be right back. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in in preparation for that bonus episode you want to do, Samuel has a body count of 200. Suck it. Siler's 55 and a bunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Siler likes to do more precision work. <laughs> I... <laughs> I like to think that he's more of, like, um, like a creator on Etsy or something. Like, he's really interested in, like, the handcraft uh, nature of things. He's not about mass production. And, uh, yeah, where's he's the not soul? About, where's the not soul? About, he's not about mass casualty events. <laughs> Jesus. Which may be Samuel's thing. I'm he, foreshadowing. He flirted with that in season one, but he was like, you know, ultimately, that's not where my passion lies. <laughs> and so. He flirted with it for like two seconds because he was the hero, baby. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then also um, the thing that people always complain about, but man, was it really on uh, 
just right featured in this particular scene, the empty coffee cup thing has got to go. <laughs> the moment when she knocks on the door and she's like holding the tray and you can so clearly tell there's nothing in them because of the way she's holding it. Like coffee mm-hmm. would be everywhere. It's just like, God damn it. Just have her hold nothing. Like it's just distracting. I'm surprised they didn't at least have weight in them. They never do. They never fucking do. And you can always hear the sound of like an empty coffee cup when people are drinking them. And it's just the worst. Surely there'd be a way to like rig liquid in there. Oh, there is. Just nobody so ever wants spill. to do it. Like, yeah. <sighs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. We don't know. Well, you know, we don't know the business of, in the prop department or anything. For I understand that that would be an extra pain in the ass for, you know, TV productions, which are already like go, go, go. But then just don't have it. <laughs> Just don't have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just really stood out to me today because I was nah, like, "Man, I'd be holding another thing carrier, I didn't notice. and like, <laughs> it is an event to try to knock on a door at the same time." So. Yeah, almost like trying to hold several bags and open your door. You know what? <laughs> oh man. Well, you know his his rookie mistake there was they weren't plastic. You just yeah, I was going to say on your arms, yeah. paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's hard i can't yeah. do it too well with paper bags i understand that mm-hmm. everything just wants to bust on through that paper too it really does so you have to support the bottom which is hard to do with more than one so mm-hmm. yeah speaking of like parkman let's <laughs> <laughs> let's how's the uh, lunch going how's the late lunch going oh they're having like a lovely little sit down they're having like a little snack and uh it's Matt and Janice and Gabriel, and Gabriel mentions that he just – she's laughing at me because I said before the podcast that I was going to refer to him in this manner because that is what he, it's what he prefers in this moment. And so um, I will go back and forth uh, on it. So Gabriel is sitting there talking about how much he loves a black and white cookie, which is very, like, New Yorker of him again. Very Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he asks if they're still little Maddie's favorite. Janice is like, wait, what? How would you know that? And he's like, dude, me and Matt here, we have been through everything together. We went through addiction counseling together. We faced our mutual demons. We're tight as fuck. <laughs> and so, and I love how Matt is just so, like, anxious and not, and clearly not here for this. Like, he's not even, like, trying to hide it, really. And he's like, okay, honey, well, you know, here, I'm going to show Gabe here what I've been doing in the basement. Just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be right back, you know, boys boys and their toys kind of thing. And uh, because, it, as you see, when he gets down there, he's been, like, finishing the basement. He's been doing, like, uh, like construction work on it. And uh, renovations, if you will. And so he takes him down there. And Matt's like, all right, bud, cut the crap. Like, what the fuck? And Gabriel, who is now, I guess, more Siler right now, is just like, huh. He's like, I had to see. I had to see for myself if I remembered it correctly. You know, you're a husband, you're a father, like, you've learned how to live with your ability. And Matt still thinks it's revenge. And Gabe's like, no, I I don't don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Like, I thought about it. I really did. I really thought about it for a hot second. But I'm not interested in that. No, I need a favor from you. I need you to do this for me. I need you to go inside my head again. And he does his whole thing that he, you know, he thinks he's figured it out now. That it's the powers that made him crazy. And so... He just needs him gone, and everything will be fine. And uh, that's worth unpacking. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like uh, you, you, uh, you didn't have a single power in your head when you killed Brian Davis. So, yeah, 
maybe think about that twice. But um, that's what he's hyper fixated on at the moment. So Matt's like, uh, God damn, that's an opportunity, though. So he's not ignoring this request. He's he's hearing him out. He just doesn't quite know how he would do it. So he says, I don't think that's true, by the way. I think Matt's playing possum. Um, oh, so, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I fully believe that he, uh, he, he kind of, I think it ramps up later with Janice being in danger, spoilers, but I think that, I think he's kind of playing with him a bit. Um, so he's like, I don't care how exactly you do it. I don't care about the specifics, like create a mental block, repress them. I don't care. Like just figure it out. Uh, when I'm free from the temptation of my powers, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. And Matt's like, dude, what makes you think I want any kind of mental link with you again? <laughs> like, what makes you think I'd fucking risk that again? Like, I got you out of my head. I don't want you, I don't want pieces of you hanging around again. And <laughs> I love how instantly, just without even pause, Tyler's like, well, Janice and the kid. Like, what, what kind of case are you trying to make for yourself in this moment, <laughs> sir? Where you're like, everything will be fine if I don't have my powers again. Also, I'm absolutely going to murder the shit out of your family instantly if you don't do this thing like it's for that to be the first thing you go to like Mm -hmm. clearly the powers are not the problem (laughs) yeah they just make it easier you still want to do stuff like Mm -hmm. god he drives me crazy this one and so he's like i really do want to change he's like but i'm insane remember his whole like insanity defense which he plays exactly the same almost as he did in uh, asylum like, word for word, and, like, the look in his eye and everything. Like, I'm crazy, duh, that's why I kill people. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And and I love how he puts it, like, it's just so simple for him. It's too simple. Literally, all I have to do is point. And it's too easy to point. Because I want to kill people all the time. <laughs> that's the subtext there. <laughs> like, I want to do it all the time, and it's actually too easy for me to do it. And so Matt's like, all right, well... Let Janice go. Call the gesture of the, you know, like, and and, and Siler's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll call the gesture of good faith. Sure. Good faith. Why not? I'll do that for you. Because Matt's going to try. He he says he's going to try. Yeah. What a, what a, what a, what a helpful, helpful guy. Uh, Siler, like you said with him, like, going right to that, because he tries to butter him up. Because he's like... You know, you really found a way to live with those abilities. Holy yes. Father, you're like stronger yes. than me in a way. And Matt's like, shut the fuck up. I'm not scared. Oh, God, that's so smart, though. I didn't even think of it that way because he's been in that brain. He knows Matt's insecurities. And that's one of them. So mm-hmm. he's trying boy. to put him up. Yeah. Also, uh, when he's like, I just want to be normal. And Matt's like, normal ship sailed like 50 murders ago. I was like, <laughs> fucking closer number than hero guy. honestly though honestly and that's so true too it's like okay somebody like clicks the off button it doesn't change what you've done which they're very like clear about later on when matt does what he does so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah but you know go off sis (laughs) like you just you just you just try to do this because you know he just, he gets these ideas in his head that, you know, that's the answer. And every time he goes down one of these paths, he's wrong. And I feel like you definitely can see that Matt is not afraid of Siler for himself. Oh, no. No. Like, that ship has no. sailed. Mm-mm. No. But he definitely does not want Janice to get hurt over. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yeah. 
just an interesting little, you know, interaction with them considering they're, they're, uh, they're very storied past at this point. Yes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. Oh, God. Siler, you dumb bitch. What's it like to be such a dumb bitch all the time? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> is this really the episode? Well, I guess it is really this the episode. Is, this is me, like, bitch? full-on, like, uh, villain simping, where I'm just like, really? This is what you're doing? You, you could just do something else, but you're doing this. Oh, the self-loathing, this guy. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, anyway... Should we see what Peter and Angela are up to? Yeah. All right. So Peter went right over to Angela's place. And apparently, this is like so fucking relatable and sad. Like the details of these sorts of life events are really what make the grieving process so damn difficult to to deal with. Is uh, She's trying to finalize Nathan's uh, gravestone. And she got a call from the stonecutters, and they need the final wording on it. And she doesn't really quite know what to say on it, because it's all, that's it, right? It's final. That's that's the thing about it. So she's clearly having a bit of a, a day, and she wanted to see him and make sure just he was okay. And that's all well and good, but then Peter's like, okay, so I had the dream, and I saw the people, and I saw that a lot of people are going to get hurt, and I think Siler's actually trying to help Emma, if you can believe it. And uh, <laughs> I absolutely love Angela being like, she should have just gave him a little slap right there. Honestly, that's how you can tell she's not feeling her best. It's mm-hmm. just like, remember this one isolated act does not make Siler your friend savior. And that's like a fun little thing that they play with from like, I guess this episode onward is the idea of, <sighs> okay, he's done a lot of bad shit. He could do good shit. But it doesn't undo the bad shit, but he mm-hmm. can do good shit that no one else is able to do sometimes. And so mm-hmm. it's it's very messy. Um, so Peter, I think that's kind of where Peter's at with it. Is it's just like you were saying earlier, like Peter can't stop what's happening. He wishes he could. It's going to have to be someone like Siler, who's extremely powerful. Yeah. And so he's like, Mom, I need you, I need you to help me find him. I know you know where he is. And she says, Siler's never been far from my thoughts. And I was like, oh, same. And um, she begs him not to go because, you know, she's concerned about his safety. You know, she lost a son to this guy. It's all, it makes sense. But Peter has a good point. Nathan wouldn't turn his back on these people in danger. And, you know, I can't either. And so you can tell she's like reluctantly agreeing. And it's like, oh, Peter, you're breaking your mother's heart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like. Him not being able to say these people and Emma almost harkens back to him not being able to do it at the end of season one because, like, you know, he was the end cause of the explosion. Yes. It's always someone else. Yeah. Which is interesting, isn't it? Like, Peter being, like, painted as one of the, like, the heroes of the show. But, like, it's usually someone else who crosses the, you know, the, the goal line or whatever, not him. So. He didn't put Siler down. Hero did. He didn't stop Adam. He didn't stop he Adam. He wanted to. Hero yeah. did. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, it remains absolutely wild that so much of the show, Hero is just, like, completely fucked off from all the, like, main threats. Um, because it's because he's a problem solver. Like, he he's able to do it. 
He has mm-hmm. the ability that can solve the problem every single time. So he's extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to keep him separate so you can create the tension, I guess. Peter wanted to stop his father, but he couldn't. Siler did. Siler did. And that's probably in his mind, too, you know, now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's just, it's all a tangled web, you know? <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, man. Speaking of tangled webs that we weave, um, <laughs> Claire is back at the dorm, and she is venting to Gretchen about, like, ugh, he's gonna try to take Samuel down, it's not gonna end well because it never does, and... Gretchen is, like, very <laughs> nonchalant about the whole thing, like, and eventually turns around, like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> She's so, like, cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. And Claire's like, what should I do? And Gretchen's like, maybe you should go to class for once. Switch. Burn. Yeah. Snap, snap. Like, what are you gonna do? Your dad was right. Samuel was the bad guy. AKA, she was also kind of right, because when they went to the carnival, she was not feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. And Claire's like, no, because, like, Samuel might be a dick and, like, not great. But, like, everyone else there was good, and Gretchen wants to know why she's so sure that they're not willingly helping Samuel power himself up. Mm-hmm. And she just she tells Claire, just let your dad handle it. And Claire's response is grabbing the keys and leaving. <laughs> Because she's not going to just let him handle it. So. And I have to wonder how things would have gone down if Claire had gone to class. Maybe we should talk about that later. Ooh, like a fun little what if? Yeah, like what would have happened if Claire would have just went to class and it was just Noah and Lauren handling it? Would things have still gone down the same way? Uh, probably. (laughs) Potentially, potentially. Not the exact same way because of the different elements, but, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Noah is trying to call Claire now, but she's not answering because she's fucking boop 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 on her way to do whatever. And uh, he's like, "Uh, you shouldn't have let her go without, you know, talking to me first. And Lauren was like, "Well, I supposed to lock her in the closet? <laughs> like, what did you want me to do? Tie her up and lock her in the closet?" And Noah goes, "Noah's like, maybe." <laughs> I love the look on his face where he's like, "Well, you know, now that you mention it, yeah." That would have been great. Thanks. And he's, you know, he's like, oh, that's fine, whatever. I gotta get ready to go get Samuel. And Lauren's like, it's not the best idea because you're not going in 100% focused. Valid point. (laughs) Mm. And he's like, you don't have to worry about me. And she's like, that's not an option anymore. And he, like, gives her a little smile. Like, a note, like, hee hee. (laughs) And they uh, both head out to go deal with it. He's so. so pleased to finally mm-hmm. have a significant other who understands and is also, like, down. So Yeah, she's down to clown. <laughs> yes. He doesn't have to hide that shit from her. Yeah. She's she's there and willing to help, and uh, he loves it. It's a very different experience. Even though we still love and adore Sandra. We do. And also, someone really ought to, you know pump the brakes on noah bennett so yes he needs that for sure (laughs) yeah another calm head in the room especially when claire is involved oh my god seriously though so i mean like like father like daughter how's claire doing 
Oh, Jesus. Okay, so this is like a whole like long bit here. Um, get ready. So Claire very quickly arrives at the carnival and she shows up to Lydia's tent and she's like, oh, hey, you know, and, and uh, she, she knows that something bad's about to happen because... She knows that her dad's like, you know, he's he's focused, he's got a goal, nothing's going to stop him. So she's concerned because shit can get out of hand when that happens. Um, Lydia does a read on her and sees that Noah's coming. And so they're talking a little bit about it. And then they like change, like they change locations. Like they, don't they like change locations? They like walk away, right? Yeah. And you see the camera pans over and Eli's there and he knows Claire's there and that they're talking. Ooh, conspiracy, right? Mm -hmm. So then it becomes a whole thing of what needs to happen for this to potentially all this like risk to get mitigated to the innocent people who are at the carnival, because that is a true fact. Um, Samuel would have to turn himself in, which obviously that would never happen, right? Well... When Lydia is like, okay, I need to go get my daughter. Like, I need to go. This is going to be, this is going to be bad really fast. Samuel shows up and he goes full crocodile tears. Oh my fucking God. I didn't even (laughs) write his bullshit down, Rachel. I wasn't interested in giving it like digital ink. Um, Because he's full on like, I'd take it all back if I could. And he tries to tell this story about like him and Joseph as kids seeing a trapeze act and it was the first like carny act they ever saw or like circus act and they thought that oh wow these people almost have powers too finally you know people can relate to you but then it's like no it's not true they just you know it's just it's just gravity like they just they just they're very skilled people they're very talented they're not different they're still normal people and he's like oh joseph was my gravity and he's gone now and i'm just fucking flying through the air without a net basically and he's just blaming that all on why he's doing this it's like you're such a piece of shit mm-hmm. um and i love how claire is basically like shut the fuck up and turn yourself in if you really care you'll turn yourself in you will you will like put the pin back in this grenade because this shit's gonna blow i know what my dad's like and so yeah she's like you will protect them. If you care about this family, you will do this. That is the only way. And so we go over and we see that Noah and Lauren have showed up very quickly and they're outside of the grounds and they're scoping out the grounds with like through their like binoculars and sniper rifles. And we can see like people on the, on the ground. We can see like Doyle and like Samuel and like Lydia and Claire, like we see different people and we see Claire is trying to play negotiator. And so she's like, if there's a chance we can do this without anyone getting hurt, don't we have to try? Which, she honestly, she's right. She is correct. And I feel like if it was, like, a lot of other people, this could have gone down well. But Samuel has gone full dark side. We've seen it. There's no coming back from what he did. So he is just gonna keep on going. And uh, Lauren has doubts about Samuel surrendering, as she should. Um, so she decides... Because they're like, oh, you know, Noah can come in and take him in. He's like, no, no, no. Lauren is going to come down there and take him in. And that way, Noah can keep everyone, you know, he can keep him in his crosshairs. Because, you know, he'll get a better shot. And so, you know, we're getting ready to do this. Samuel walking through the crowd. Full on, like, Jesus pose, by the way. Like, hands out. And um, it's not subtle. Lauren's about to go down. It's like a hill. Lauren's about to go down a hill to meet him 
And he's like, oh, I acted out and it's brought an agent to our door. He's setting this up so fucking mm-hmm. well. Like, it's so, like, oh my god, you know what is gonna happen? And, yeah, because he, need, he needs the whole thing to be very uh, telegraphed. He needs everyone to know that there's an agent outside and, you know, the danger is at their door. The wolf's at the door, if you will. And he's going on and on like a fucking murder. And, uh... Sure enough, a gunshot rings out, and then another, and another, and another, and it's just, like, constant. Like, someone is full-on shooting at the carnival. And we see, like, one pegs Claire in the throat. Samuel gets hit. Like, a couple people get hit. It's so obvious it's a setup to encourage the us versus them of it all, and to get them back on his side forever. And I I hate how obvious it is, (laughs) and how much it works! Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Because even before the reveal, like, we're not stupid. We know Noah wouldn't do that. He would not shoot Claire. He would not shoot Claire. He would not shoot the innocent people. No. Like, Mm-mm. he he may not be the biggest fan of specials, which we've talked about at length, but he wouldn't do that. And he wouldn't shoot so. Samuel for no reason at all right now. No, that's a, that's like a, <laughs> only certain people in his life have that uh, privilege. That's like a Siler thing. He would shoot him before he even stopped talking. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> yeah. shut up, buddy. <laughs> But not when he's got someone going down to to fetch him and try to do this Mm -hmm. the peaceful way. Absolutely. Because he even gets on a fucking stage like, oh, you know. Jesus Christ. It's okay. It's your safety that matters the most to me. Uh And then he gets fucking Uh shot. I'm I'm doing this all for you. Like, oh, I'm willingly throwing myself to these animals. These people who don't think of us as, you know, being worthy. Ugh. I just hate him. I hate him so much. And it's, like, it's important to note, too, when he's telling them, there are, like, objections in the crowd about him turning himself in already. Yes, there are. Because, well, I mean, you know, people like Doyle can eat it. So, like, Mm -hmm. I understand he, like, you know, gave you a new shot at life or whatever. But, like, did he really? Because you're just going to end up doing your old shit. So, just getting getting used by someone else. So, Mm mm-hmm. But sure, go off. It's classic cult behavior. It all makes sense. It works. It really fits. So. So. <laughs> we're really giving, like, fucking Samuel so much shit. But how's, like, fucking Siler and Janice and Maddie doing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, so we go back to Matt. And uh, Matt is like, okay, I'm gonna try. Like, he really starts to try to whammy Siler. Like, he's gonna do it. And it just doesn't want to work. And I'm like, yeah, we've seen this throughout the entire show. Whether or not he's cognizant of it or controlling it, Siler's brain has all these little fail-safes, these little roadblocks, like, in it that keep shit from this, like, you know. It's like the Eden thing, you know? He he just, it responds without him even thinking about it. It's, um, what do they call that? When it's, like, a, a thing that your body just does without you thinking about it? Like, when you, like, breathing? Which system is that? Is that... I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, I know right? what you're saying, like, yeah. Yeah, it just does it. He's not actively trying to... Well, I don't think he's actively trying to do it. But his brain is like, no, 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 I got your best interest in this moment. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. So Matt is, like, really struggling with it, which I think is a ploy. I don't think that's true. Um, so Matt's trying, and he's trying, and he's trying, and he's, like, bitten mad because he's getting all this resistance. And he's like, you're fighting it. And he's like, I'm not fighting it. But then Janice comes back in, and, you know, into the room where they're at. 
and uh, Sauter throws her against a, a wall <laughs> in an absolute fit. There's no, there's no other word for what he does. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you little bastard. And he's, you know, just got her pinned there. And Matt's like, let her go. And, and, and you know, he's, Siler's doing his, like, Nick, look what you made me do kind of, like, bullshit. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it is. He's being such a fucking child in this moment. And um, and he's like, you know what? Maybe you just need some more motivation. I'm very good at motivation. Let me tell you what's going to happen, Parkman. You got to purge me of these powers. I'm going to use them. I'll use all of them. And I can be very creative. Which was, which, which was intentionally said the creative part, especially, I think he wanted him to really hearken back to what happened to Molly's parents. Ooh. Like, you know, I can be creative, you know what I can do and it won't be quick and it won't be nice. And I will have a lot of fun combining things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because he had a lot of fun with Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Walker. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was back when he only had, like, two or three powers. Look at him now. <laughs> He's got a whole Swiss Army knife of powers. He does. And he doesn't have a lot of the ones that he had in the past. But, I mean, he's got he's got ones that'll work. Who knows how many he's regained, though? Who fucking knows? Honestly, there's clearly precedent for repeated powers mm-hmm. showing up. Yep. Wives and mothers. He hates them. <laughs> how about we stop? How about these motherfucking villains stop leveraging these women to get what they fucking want? That's all I'm saying, man. Like, it's. I literally. Before we started, was very like, oh, justice for Lydia. Like, spoilers, but fucking. You couldn't wait like five minutes. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> you can just cut it. You can just cut it. And I'll say it again afterward. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm joking with you. Okay. I know. Yeah. So. But the fridging of women on the show for, like, these reasons in particular, wow. So we're back at the carnival. More shots are ringing out. And it's very clear it's not Noah, if you hadn't figured it out the last time. Because we get to see who's doing it. And it's fucking Eli. Fucking right-hand man doing whatever the fuck Samuel wants just really think you're gonna be like prince of his new kingdom or something don't you yeah fucker yep guess who else gets pegged fucking lauren gets shot too and he no notices where the gunfire is coming from and finds eli and shoots him gunfire stops because it's a clone it just disintegrates and guess who's right behind noah after he takes the clone out oh it's eli maybe the <laughs> maybe the real one Maybe the Prime? Who can say? Unsure. But he knocks him out with a... He just, he knocks Noah out. And as the shots die down, we see Claire pull a bullet from her neck, and Samuel's behind a hay bale with her, and, like, (laughs) Doyle comes running up, like, Samuel, come quickly! And they all go over, and we see Lydia is on the ground, and she's been shot in the chest. And Claire's like, oh my god, put pressure on the wound. And she takes Doyle and they run off to go get a first aid kit. Which, like, girl, you should have fucking stayed. (laughs) Because Samuel makes clearly no effort in this scene (laughs) to try to staunch her fucking wound. Nope. But before we get to that, we see Lauren in pain and is shot. And she's, like, hiding as Eli carries Noah past her. And she tries to shoot with her other gun and... She can't because it hit her in the arm, so she can't hold the gun up. 
And we go back to Samuel and Lydia, and he gives her, like, a kiss so she can know what's in his fucking heart now, so she can fucking read him before he dies. Before she dies. And you can see the look on her face like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) You know? And so she knows the truth. He did this. She says as much. And Samuel, you can tell, like I said, is not even trying to save her. He's like, they needed a villain, someone worse than me, and you gave them that, so thank you. And Lydia dies. And we see her tattoos start to fade off her as Claire gets back with Doyle too late. So, rip Lydia. Rip Lydia. Yeah. I just... I mean, for a villain, like, that's a fucking villainous act to commit. Oh, Yes, no, he's making, he's making Sally look like, you know, a fucking, I don't know, <laughs> good Samaritan. Like. Mm-hmm. like, he even says that at the top of the episode, like, you were seeking to become the Ed Path. And like, we've set up that a lot of people wanted Lydia to kind of step into that role. She would have been a great leader. And also, as we've said in other episodes, she's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And it was only growing. She would have been perfect for what the carnival was but now they're on this path where they're trying to become something else and it's oh god if things would have just been fine you know like everything would have been cool if Lydia had had you know been able to lead them they could have gotten Samuel to fuck off yeah but that's not what's gonna go down now so Mm mm-hmm so we stick with the carnival because Claire is trying to call her father and is getting no answer. And she sees Samuel leaving a trailer and then who shows up but Eli dragging Noah behind him like, I found him on the hill with this! And he shows the fucking sniper rifle. And Claire's like, goes to him and he's all like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Which you would hope that Claire would put that together like, he'd never fucking shoot me. Not unless I, like, you know, do it for strategic reasons, you know? And the other carnies all get fucking pissed. And they're like, murderer! (laughs) (laughs) And they take it out on Claire, too, because she brought them to our door! You know? Just believing all the Samuel shit. Full on. And they're, like, spitting on Claire. But Samuel steps in, he's like, no, we're better than this. Like, fucking again. Like he did with the other guy, you know? And he's like, Eli, take Noah to the House of Mirrors. And Doyle is holding Claire still, so she can't do anything about it. Because he's also pissed off and blames Claire and Noah for this. And he tells Eli to take Claire to his trailer. And she's like, he didn't do it. Which so clearly Claire knows he didn't do it. Because she's like, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. But not a whole lot she can do about it right now. I love so much that Claire is just, like, willing to fight them. <laughs> She's willing to fucking fight them. She'll throw down. It. Yes. She'll throw a punch. <laughs> it's that Petrelli blood in her, I guess. It is, though. <laughs> so ready for the fisticuffs they all are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's much in the way that we've just started being like, oh, fuck Brody. Fuck Doyle, man. <laughs> right? Just fucking hell. <laughs> Just stay out of it. Right? Jesus Christ. You have the worst judgment. Yeah. Agreed. Also, you know, prime pre-COVID television. Did you remember we used to have people spit on people and acting? It was just a (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it still happens in movies and stuff sometimes now that are a little older and i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) visceral reaction oh jeez so uh siler huh Jesus Christ. Okay. Speaking of really, fucking, like, just yelling at villains this episode, like... I really go through it every time Siler, like, chooses to be around Parkman. I'm just like, you are killing me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we're back to the little tense standoff. And he's like, yeah, that's the problem, Matt, is one cruel thought is all it takes. Well, no, the problem, if you want to just really be very dry about it, is you have cruel thoughts. <laughs> like, that's the fucking problem. <laughs> I don't think it has a lot to do with your ability to fly people through the air. It makes it easier, but knives exist. You know, guns exist. <laughs> like, you're telling me you wouldn't kill a person with your bare hands? We've seen it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Alejandro! <laughs> you can't be telling me it's the powers. Um... But yeah, he's like, oh, the powers are me now. I need them gone. And uh, he's just like, he doesn't understand. How do you compartmentalize, uh, (laughs) you know, the the powers versus the person? And Matt's like, dude, you gotta accept that you're more than just your abilities. Like, we're people first. That's the whole fucking deal is we're humans first. You gotta let her go. And he does. And he's like, all right, but this is your last chance, Parkman. And Matt's like, oh, come on to Janice. And uh, as they're leaving, she's like, that was Siler. <laughs> like, she immediately <laughs> is like, oh, fuck, I know who that is now. And uh, he's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, he's he seems to be serious about it, but I can't do it. And it's full on Janice going Lady Macbeth, who's just like, no, we, we got to bury this fucker so we can't hurt anyone else. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta do it. You got to go deep. And um, so... Matt prepares the whammy of a fucking lifetime. He goes back out there and he, you know, does the you know the little thing, little camera does the little thing. And we see this like black and white montage of like various clips, and it's like so much like strife and like cruelty and murder and violence and like doubt and sadness. It's like all this bad shit. It's just this this clip show of Gabriel's life and at the end of it he's like well I don't feel any different I don't think you did anything and Matt's like alright come on go ahead try something which you should be concerned about when Matt is very calm like that and Tyler tries to do like a little TK thing and he can't do it nothing happens and he's like oh my god like my powers are gone like you did it kind of thing and Matt's like no 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 dude they're buried somewhere where you can't get to them And let me tell you what else is going to happen here, because I'm not going to just make it so you can't access your abilities. No, no, no. I am going to make your worst nightmare a reality, because you know how you're immortal now, and you're scared about being alone forever and ever and ever and ever. Well, I'm going to make that happen, because, like, they're still in Parkman's house, and so it seems like nothing's changed. He's like, when I leave here, you're not going to remember what I did, but you're going to be alone forever with who you are what you've done like that's all the subtext of it you know with all this shit you know being dredged up that we showed and he pushes him back and then suddenly he is he's totally alone and he freaks out because he becomes very aware of the fact that he seems to be like like just aware there's no one around and it's like he's in matt's house but he's not because it starts to kind of flicker a little bit and then we see in the real world that Matt fully has Siler's body 
in the basement and he's breaking him up inside of a wall that is like an unfinished wall. A very hero and Adam of him. Some mm-hmm. heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Some fucking heroes, let me tell you. Some good guys. Yeah. And uh, he's busy doing his masonry when um, there's a visitor. <laughs> Another visitor. Ooh, the Parkman house is hopping today. And uh, we can hear Peter trying to get Matt's attention as he's like knocking on the door. Oh boy, it's Peter, baby! <laughs> Who got there really fast. Yeah. You know, I was gonna editing Rachel in the last episode, because we were making fun mm. of how fast Tyler got to uh, Los <laughs> Angeles. But mm-hmm. he can also fly. <laughs> so that might have been flight. <laughs> I don't think it was flight on campus, but I think him getting to Parkman was flight. Oh, uh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that fully. Anyway. I like that Janice is like, I've worked with enough people like him. He's broken inside. Mm-hmm. Bury him so he doesn't hurt anyone else. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, she's a lawyer. It makes sense. So. Uh, Matt also, like, when he's like, when Siler starts to realize, like, oh, he's been fucked over. And he's like, uh, and he's like, I guess I still have a little bit of you left inside me because I lied. <laughs> and then he leaves him. Bye, bitch. Okay. So, yeah. I feel like much in the way that I think that Siler's brain has these, like, subconscious roadblocks from being fucked with like that. Um, I think that Matt had a little subconscious thing where he was, like, acting like he couldn't quite do it because he, because... He really did kind of need that push, yeah, mm-hmm. to to justify to himself later on how how uh, extreme he was going to be with it. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that I didn't even think about until you started talking about, you know, he kills people without his powers. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Why why did he jump so quickly into being like this is my solution when this was him in season two? <laughs> is it because he's losing his powers now with his consent instead of someone taking it from him? Mm. Which the irony of that, Siler. <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, you know, yeah, when he wa- doesn't want him anymore, it's different. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I have a theory on that, and it's, and it's going to be gay. And, um, <laughs> okay, okay. um I, I guess we could just kind of get there now i just I, I said this to you in discord and I, and I meant what i said i feel like a lot of this spinning of the wheels of the siler story is because they just won't let what's gonna happen happen and um it's kind of why it's a good thing that we never got a season five i think because i don't think they'd have had a, the nerve to continue on with the the relationship changes that he uh, really goes through in these next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think that based on what we've heard from other interviews and stuff, that they said that they were going to be kind of going back to his struggle. And I'm like, but we don't need to do that in yep. the same way. Like, yeah. So I- I'm always very like, you know, if they just would have let this happen, the story wouldn't be so repetitive. I mean, they certainly, they certainly go very far in the next episode. Um, but you know, I, I truly feel like they're just, they're just like, ah, oh, they're just, they're really dragging their heels on things that need to occur if they're going to let this, like, character still be on the show and interact with these people. It's like, no, he needs to have a very different kind of change. And this ain't it. Like, you know, him not having powers, that's not it. 
Yeah. It's, it's something else. So. We'll get more That's into that opinion. as we go along. Yep. <laughs> Should we go back to the carnival? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a fucking war zone. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, who should uh, show up at what would have been not opportune timing for her, except for, you know, she has medical skill, is uh, Emma, who literally ran off to join the carnival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that people always roll their eyes about whenever Sullivan asks, but um, some people do it. And so she gets there and she can, you know, see that things seem okay at first, like when she gets there. Because, you know, she can't, you know, hear. And I think that's so important because you can't hear, like, the screams and the and the pain and stuff, right? You'd, and then you'd have to notice, like, oh, my God, people are bleeding. And, like, because they're very upfront with that. Like, this old guy, like, whose, like, head is, like, half a wound. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of very obvious trauma that's occurred here. And Doyle greets her. And he brings her over to this tent they've, like, you know, got set up. And and he's, you know, they, they need her help. They need medical help. So she kind of functions uh, another, you know, has another use there for them now. And she's talking to them. And Samuel's like, oh, we were attacked. But what matters is that you're here now and you can help us. And you're not just going to heal me. You're going to help us make a new world for ourselves. And she's like, a new world? And he's like, yeah. He's like, we'll show them how great we can be. And she's just like, all right. It's like... Seems seems like kind of a lot, but obviously they were attacked, right? Like, why why wouldn't all these people be, like, bleeding and, like, wounded and stuff? Mm-hmm. Obviously that's what happened. Like, there's no greater machination here, so she just goes with it. It, so. it also feels like there's blood loss talking with Samuel and his little re- interaction with Emma here a little bit, you know what I mean? Oh, right, because he totally, like, goes all, like, New World Order on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he hasn't really done before as hard. Like, that's kind of a sus thing to say, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So, from one <laughs> chaos to the other, kind of? Yeah. Peter yeah, is yeah. still at Matt's door. Matt goes up, he's like, lets him in, he's like, I'm sorry, I've been working downstairs, and Peter's like, it's been a long time, and he shakes Matt's hand and yoinks his power. It's his new move. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the smoothness with which he operates that. Like, he's just like, oh man, it's been a long time, good to see you. <gasps> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because immediately, Peter's like, Siler's here. And Matt's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, it's what you're thinking about, Matt. And <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. This is Peter just flipping you all off. And Peter heads down and sees the, what Matt has done. And Peter's like, we gotta Ooh. bring him back. And he, like, rushes in. because. And Matt's like, Peter, don't touch him. Like, if you go in, you might not come back out. And the next thing we see is Peter is in an empty city. I'm unclear if this is supposed to be New York or if they're in Los Angeles. As am I. But, you know, it kind of makes sense with how the rest of it looks later on. I think it's both and it's neither. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's empty. Whereas, like, you know, when they wanted you to think it was New York, you'd see a lot of yellow cabs. But there's no cars in this. Right, and they shot in Los Angeles, so sometimes it looked like Los Angeles. Yeah, it really looked like Los Angeles to me this time. So I was like, uh, unclear, unclear. And Peter's calling out, like, anyone? Yo, sup? What's anyone? But, like, no one is around. (laughs) It's your boy! (laughs) (laughs) It's your boy, Peter! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, uh uh-oh. We didn't even dig into the absolute, like, revulsion of of what Matt's doing to Siler's body. Like, oh my god. 
I really, oh man, do I really get uncomfortable when that shit happens in fiction. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like even the worst people being walled up. It's so fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> Siler, he's certainly, he's a bad dude. And yeah. this isn't going to kill him. And it's certainly not a permanent solution. I think Matt's powerful enough that it might have been a permanent solution, in a way. Well, I mean, I understand the practicality of, like, its storage. And its storage that he knows he can control. Because mm-hmm. he'll, like, be like, oh, I can look at that wall and know he's there. Um, But it's the Adam and Hero thing. Yeah. He's just going to suffocate over and over again, physically. It dep- I The seal might not be as strong as it would be with, like, a... A casket six feet under. I don't. I don't agree. I think he'll just keep dying because people would. You would die if you were in a wall. Like true. He bricked him up. It depends on what's <laughs> above no him vents. too. You know, like how's that flooring above him and stuff. I feel like it's not quite casket level, but like yeah, he'll. Eventually I don't know. Suffocate. I feel like it is. Yeah. You know. I feel like it's some real Adam Monroe shit, <laughs> and I'm just cocking a brow at these so-called good guys. But would you want to risk that? To risk him dying and regenerating. Well, and that that's might a good kick point, him out. Though. Yeah. But then why, like, oh, he could have, like, left a vent or something? Like, I he, just feel we like only saw the wall that would have been there. so far. We don't know what the rest of his plan was. But we okay, don't know if he's thinking that far ahead either. He's just like, this is my solution. He's clearly you know? not. That's not Matt's bag. Sorry, Matt, but it's not. Um, you're not the planning sort. Um... I mean, well, I mean, like, spoilers, ooh, um, we see them in the wall. Like, they're fully walled up by the next episode. Yeah. Like, so Peter would have, like, died over and over again. Too. We'll go or back, no, well, actually, no, he would have died. Peter would have died! died. <laughs> Peter would have died! <laughs> so, we'll go back to that point in the next episode, because, yeah, Peter doesn't have regeneration, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna spin! Oh my god, Peter would have died! Yeah, so... Yeah. Let's let's bookmark this conversation and go back and okay. have a better look at what exactly their situation is. And if Matt was just fully, okay. willfully willing to let Peter just fucking die on that wall, I'm. That's the thing. Is like, no, I think so. Like, I know this is for the next episode, but I fully think he was just like, well, gotta break some eggs. <laughs> like... <laughs> we'll we'll find out in the next episode. <laughs> How strong the wall is, I guess. So, um... Well, you know, it's still breakable, obviously, but... Yeah. I'm just saying, damn. That's why it was always so fucked. It was like, no, he's fully gonna let Peter die. Like... Yeah. Anyway, so Lauren, how's she going? So Lauren is in the woods, and she is in bad shape. And she gets her phone out, and she calls a number. Now listen, babes, who have we not seen in a real long time? Did you guess it? Um... It's Tracy. <laughs> she called <laughs> Tracy. You know, I was actually trying to think of a smart-ass answer, but in my head there was like, no, that person's dead. Like, <laughs> was, like, there's not a lot of people you can say. <laughs> yeah, she calls up Tracy. Hey, we haven't seen you in a while, girl. Um, and she Did tells you see her... how she's listed? Did you see how she's listed in Lauren's phone? No. Bennett's friend. <laughs> what a delight. What a treasure. Mm-hmm. Bennett's friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bennett's friend. Because she says, uh, Noah Bennett told me to call if anything went wrong. So, oh, Tracy's coming back in the mix in these last couple episodes. Stay tuned. Damn. 
Unexpected. She really got, like, sad out. I wonder if they wanted to do more with her, because last we saw her, she was fully, like, having chat and having tea with Samuel. Definitely a dropped plot thread, and probably for... When I tell you I want a behind-the-scenes of this fucking show, like a book, someone to be brave enough to do all the things, like... Mm-hmm. God, you know there was some stuff by the end. That It definitely felt like a drop thread. Because it also, mm-hmm. again, speaks to the writing style that they've admitted that, the, like, you know, they didn't have a master mm-hmm. plan and they would just do what they wanted, so th- shit like this got dropped. But that's it's pretty abla- it's a pretty blatant drop <laughs> at this point when you're like, oh, Teresa, I forgot about her. So, oh my god, right? Yeah. Anyway, still at the carnival. Further away from a bleeding out Lauren. Samuel is closing Lydia's eyes. And we see a rush of wind go past him because guess who else is back? It's Edgar, except for he's not been gone as long as Tracy. I mean, who knows what he was up to, but... He's like, I went to bed, I thought, and, you know, and Samuel's like, look at what they've done, these so-called normal people. Edgar asked Samuel how he could have let that happen. And hopefully he's a little suspicious of Samuel Sloan. It's not just going to fall back into the cult fold. We will, we will see. Samuel leaves the trailer. And unlike at the beginning of the episode where everyone recoiled, everyone is following and flocking to him again. And he speechifies. Mm. And there is like a montage, but I didn't really mark the montage because I kind of like wrote the speech down this time. So I was willing to sacrifice myself to protect you and to save this family, but the outside world has proven again that we will never be accepted. And I saw it in that small town over the hill. Fuck you. (laughs) And today in the bullets that struck me and killed dear Lydia. It's time we put fear behind us and time we showed the world what we truly are. To be continued. Mm -hmm. This this absolute garbage person. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate so much that he has her body, like, just with him, like, oh, God, like, you should be a million miles away from her, like, at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucking, how fucking dare you? Yep. Mm-hmm. But Edgar coming back certainly has interesting uh, possibilities. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we know he, he, he sees through that shit. Yeah. So. He's a smart cookie. Yeah. So hopefully he'll put two and two together here. I hope so. Hopefully. So that's the end of uh, this episode. That wasn't the wall because the wall is next week. It wasn't the wall. It's not the wall at all. But next week. Next week is the wall. And I don't even think I should give you the time or the space to talk about the wall right now because you're going to have plenty of time in the next episode I know. to talk about the wall. I know. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on this episode? Maybe anything we didn't touch on or something you want to point out? Or um, Not particularly. Um, Samuel can eat shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, yeah, we're really, we're getting to the point where the big thing is about to happen. I mean, Emma is at the carnival now, so that piece is in play. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. I just, I love, I just am so fascinated by Peter Petrelli as a character, like his morality and his ethics and like his willingness to set stuff aside to do what needs to be done to help the greater, the actual greater good. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I definitely think during this rewatch that I am a lot more fascinated by Peter and Hero and their kind of like effects on yes. everything than I was yes. in the past. 
That's not no, to say I um, blew neither real, of them though. off in the past, but like it's no, definitely no, no, no. interesting to look at how they shape a lot of the show. It really is. And like just yeah, the decisions they make, uh, they just have these huge effects on everything. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter's an interesting character. Like he gets sort of written off, especially for all those like season one only hoes. He's just like, oh, he's just like trying to be a hero. He's just a good guy. But he's so much more complex than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much more human than that, ultimately. And also, I went to go look to see who wrote this episode. And it was uh, it's a Mark Veriden episode. And I love I love very much what he does with these characters. So excellent. Yeah, makes yeah. sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does one of my favorite Silers. And he's real good at Peter, too. So. Like, it was a good episode. We didn't have to, like, be upset it wasn't the wall. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what's so funny is I just, um, I happened to glance ahead just now to see what other stories happen in the wall. So, um, I had totally forgotten about the other thing that happens in that episode. So it'll be, I I, I just want to say we're both going to get fed. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You, you mean there's, there's a fun non like Peter Seiler thing happening. Okay. Okay. I'm sitting here like confused face. With this episode, too, I was like, I remember that Lydia died. I couldn't remember Mm -hmm. the, like, how and the why of it all. Me neither. Yeah, same. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the gunshots happened, and I was like, oh, that's right. That's Mm -hmm. fucking right. Yeah. The perfect opportunity to make it look like, you know. Yep. How convenient everyone else got shot, like, in a not convenient convenient place. Like, you know. A survival place. A gut shot, that is some for real. I wanted I wanted Cersei to know it was me energy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He could have had her shot in the head. Like, no. Mm-hmm. He had to do his thing. So. Well. Well. I I believe I believe we're we're there, yes. We're Well before I get to the, the socials, I guess. Before I wrap okay. it up. I do have okay. the heroes questionnaire made out. Hooray. Where I will post the link in the show notes. Because we are almost to the end, baby. <laughs> oh my god. It's so wild. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes. And I'm asking everyone to figure out what their favorite episode for every volume is. And their least favorite. I think I might have a other, uh, couple other fun questions sprinkled in. Um, but I will put that link in the show notes because that is going to be an episode that we will be discussing after where Kishi and mm-hmm. I go through our favorite and least favorite of every volume. It is particularly difficult when you're looking at everything. Cause you can't just say like, Oh, my favorite is like something from season one. And my least favorite is this from a different season. Pick a favorite and a least favorite from every volume. And if you want to do a little doing it volume by volume, that's going to be rough. If you want to do a little blurb about why you can. But I will have that ready and in the show notes when this episode goes live. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So please take the time. I think I asked, like, you know, if you want to put your name on it, put your name on it. If not, that's perfectly fine. Because hopefully we'll get a few responses that we can discuss during the episode. <laughs> yeah. But if not... That would be cool. If not, we'll have plenty to talk about just on our own, you and me. And if you want to go through and you you, you just are really struggling, not you, Keisha, because you're going to have to struggle and figure it out. But... You audience, if you go through and you're like, I really can't think of a least favorite, don't feel bad if you can't. And if you just want to submit it blank, it's fine. Nothing's required. (laughs) So, you know. 
You're like, not you. You don't get out of it. No, this. I don't get out of it. You one. don't get out of it. We have to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. What's going to be difficult is if I if I find two I really like. And I'll be like, oh. You, we can discuss it. You can do a little asterisk or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Guess we, we have a lot of bonus material after the end of Heroes and mm-hmm. before Reborn to, to, to do. So. so I will get into our socials. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B like bricks that are used to box in Siler. <laughs> Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, what are you tweeting about? Um, The movie that I was going on and on about, much to your chagrin probably, before we started actually getting into the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's this wild-ass movie on Hulu called Fresh, and everybody should watch it. Excellent. <laughs> I was like, I can go into more detail, but I don't want to spoil it. Just things, watch it. So. That's all you're told. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Sebastian Stan, okay? All you fangirls. Yeah. He's totally, like, charming and lovable and, you know, good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, Andre Brower is going to be on The Good Fight, and I'm so excited. Excellent. Yeah, yeah it's the best show y'all not y'all are not watching. So I've heard that. I've heard that. The whole, like, Good Wife, Good Fight extended universe is just, just mwah, if I can use my chef's kiss, it's, uh... You get one per episode, is you going to use it on that? I used it. I used it. <laughs> Which, if we if we went full on like that thing, then we would also get the chance to mute I each other. I was thinking and that just, too. <laughs> just go off. I need the mute button for the next episode for you, dear lord. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you I'm about to go feral, I'm about to go beast. I the words like gay and queer are gonna come out of my mouth so fucking often because mm-hmm. it's like the only way to read this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, you're all screwed. Prepare for a long episode next week. Sorry if you listen to this during your commute. <laughs> you're gonna have to take several. So, um, <laughs> still Wordle for me. That's my tweet. Yeah, great. Wow, I'm interesting. Awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Uh, if you want to email us, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is through Discord. Link will be in the show notes right next to that questionnaire. Which I probably will link on the Discord as well once the episode drops. So, fill out the questionnaire, please. Take your time. You'll have a few weeks to do it. (laughs) We'll remind you after every episode coming up now to please fill out the questionnaire if you would like. And that about wraps it up. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, why don't you leave us a comment, a like, a rating on wherever you listen to us. That would be awesome. And until next time, bye-bye. Goodbye. Next time on Eclipsed, the son of a high-powered attorney stumbles into the life of a watchmaker, but even in a world where they're the only two men left on Earth, they're going to have to work together to tear down the walls keeping them from achieving true togetherness. Did you think I was going to be fucking subtle about this? <laughs> oh no, babes. No, 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 no. It's the wall coming to a podcast platform near you.